pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Welcome back to the Rugby Pod. Thank you if you're joining us on Facebook Live. We'll come to you shortly with your social media questions. And if you tweeted in, thank you very much. We'll touch on those as well. Uh, we're brought to you by the rugbypass.com. They offer live streaming of pretty much every game of rugby. It includes the Premiership, Super Rugby, the Lions Tour, and for anyone living in Asia. They're, they're kind of like the Netflix of rugby. So um, they have lots of good content like articles, videos, and this very podcast as well. So go and check them out at rugbypass.com and give them a follow on social media. As usual, we're joined by Andy Good and Jim Hamilton. How are you, boys? Go on, Jim. <laughs> oh, good. Really good. I had to turn down an offer to come out of retirement again this week, didn't I? Did you actually? Yeah, I did. Why? Hopefully. 100% true. You don't believe it. Jim's looking at me I, like... I'm looking at you. I'm looking, looking at the body and thinking, mate, there's a good chance you could hurt yourself. Well, it's not it's not top-end rugby, let's be honest. It's going to be hot this weekend as well. It's yeah, going to be yeah, very hot. I don't yeah. know if you should be doing that. A friend mate. of the show actually contacted me. Ashley Rowden. The referee with the, the biggest the big bush. bush. <laughs> yeah. He's basically got the biggest bush downstairs. You've ever seen. That you've ever seen. You can't even anyway, see Willie. He yeah. contacts me, Ashley Rowden. He's involved at old he's involved at Reading Seans. Old Piss Borings, you mean? They're basically old Piss Borings. Reading Seans Rugby Club. They're in National Two South and they want to get promoted to National One. And his words to me were We are after an ex premiership fly half who we feel could be the difference between staying in National Two South and getting promoted to National National One. And your next question was how much? And he, he that, no, 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 I didn't even say it. He, he put the offer out straight away. How much? I said sticking naught on it, son. I'd still, <laughs> I'd still say no. <laughs> Bodies. I played cricket with Ella Grace last night. Went to the Nets. Saw it on Twitter. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. And uh, proper got a padded up helmet. Helmet. The lot. The lot. Steamed in. Uh, I tried to. She's decent. She's decent. To be fair to her. A couple of books. Well, she's putting her pads on. I thought I used to play a bit of cricket, right? I thought rip into a few. I woke up this morning, my back's in bits. I've sat there all day like that in the office going, my back, my belly. Um, so, yeah, in pain. But there we go. Good weekend. Cracking weekend. Busy weekend. Finished off with a bit of cricket. Ella Grace tonking me around Gerald's Cross Cricket Club. Good day, though. Nice. Jim Hamilton's here as well. That's as, way as more, this, is way, this is way more important. Jim's uh, Jim story. But we'll, we'll come to Jim in a second because he's he's got a few things to talk he's about. He's half the man he was. Yeah, I've lost a lot of weight. I think he's. I think I've he's, lo- he's. I've lost eight kgs in three weeks. I think it's HIV or something, isn't it? <laughs> they said it was glandular fever, maybe. Hey, how I've carried on, I don't know. We've been talking about it on Twitter a lot. We've been talking on all the social media channels about a big announcement. You guys, you guys this best be good. This is a big it's got, announcement. It's got to be good because it's it's been it's been blown up, and I'm thinking Jim's Jim's playing on. I thought I'm going. It's close. I thought Jim's on the going. Lions. I thought he signed for. A super rugby team that's going to play against the Lions. He's playing bar bars next week. What is it? We've just finalised the date for our next live show in London. Holy shit. Yeah, that that's is big. It's, it's, it's that big. It's going to be a Lions special and it's on at the Walkabout in Temple oh, on the, the 6th smash. of June at 7pm. So it's going to be loose. Um, we have room for 200 people, uh, which will make it the biggest of our live shows yet. Yes. The biggest rugby pod live show in history. Um, so get your teammates, get your pals together and, and join us for the pod experience and a few beers. Tickets are available at Eventbrite or the Rugby Pod social media channels and it's only £7.50 for a ticket and you get a beer with that as well. So you're a basically... Yeah, £7.50? It's basically free. Basically, and, and to see you two. Oh, gee, oh am I going? I'll be there as well. Am I going? Yeah, you're welcome. Oh, cheers. Happy I'll days. be there. First yeah. I've heard of it. Well, what are you doing now? <laughs> what are you doing now with what your are life, you doing? Jim? Uh, not a lot. I, I Actually, <clears throat> I was good at the weekend. So banter aside, 
I've lost eight kgs in three weeks. I'm a lit- but I've lost the, the the weight in my arms and legs. This is the thing, right? I'm actually looking at you, and I I called it last week. I said it's just called a fucking hangover, Jim. Just man up, take some toughen the fuck up pills, and get on with it. But that t-shirt used to be tight on you. Yeah. The noodle arms are popping out. The shirt's baggy. Your chest's gone. You still got the gunt. Yeah. Um, but- <laughs> fo- What's happening? Yeah, I'm a shadow of my former self. Do you feel like you've lost it a little bit? You've, yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, your hair's going thin. Yeah. yeah I, I've been burning the candle at both ends. But I've, I, going in the run up to the Wasp game, where literally Cooper Woolley has now made made a life for his family, a livelihood. He's not played since. What do you mean he's not played since? He didn't need to. He's not played since. He's just signed a four-year deal. He didn't need to. After semi, me, semi-final at the weekend, injured. Didn't need to. I think it was because he ran and carried you 40 metres. Well, during that game, <laughs> I mentioned I had a, a virus, a viral thing, carried on, a warrior, no other man would. And since then, it's been downhill. Won the Champions Cup, 10 minutes in the game. Come on. Ten, I, hold on, 10 minutes into what game? Well, you had a minute every, every, every oh, day yeah, I've been yeah, doing yeah, that, yeah. yeah. So, 11 minutes in the game. Went out in Edinburgh, got absolutely slippered. Thought I had food poisoning, might have been alcohol poisoning, was ill the order. It's got a hangover. I've not looked back. I've looked down the whole time. I've looked down, I was on the bench against Exeter, and I finished my career. Jim Hamilton, the legend of rugby union, finishes his career. Self-proclaimed. Finishes his career in a bed in Exeter. Oh, dear. You just, you know. And Kelly Brunn coming on to replace you as a, a match fee. Yeah. Well, some people he are saying. He didn't get on, did he? He didn't get on. But, but I, think, I think you've done it, and he, he's obviously on big match fees for. Being an old man, you, you know, you tell him. He's he on huge down. match fees. Huge match fees. You've got him, as a good mate, you've got him on the bench to pay for all those steak and uh, stayovers that you have at his house, right? Smart. There you go. I'm it's a smart business. man. It's business. And you, you, can look a, you must have had a good math teacher. Is it, well, who? Miss Good? There we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You dug yourself out of that financial hole by lying in bed. But all I want to say, looking at it now, and I cried. I did. did. I, I, I cried. I, I cried for about five or six seconds and... I wondered what to do with myself because it was a bit... I'm sure Goody will come on to the game as he's an Exeter fan, not a Saris fan. Correct. I'd be honest, I didn't expect us to get beat. Did you not? I didn't. So I pulled out of the game because it was right for the team. Wasn't feeling great. Didn't expect... So I'm lying in the hotel. I'm like, what do I do? So I got a taxi to the to the ground. It'd be the last time I'd be there as a rugby player. Lazarus. You thought Lazarus has... Did you cry with risen? the team or did you cry no. by yourself? By myself, only for a few seconds. I, what I was, kind of what, crying was it? Like, no gym, no wailing, win, right? Or were you just like tears just came oh, out, or were you? I don't know. I've never cried. Did you make like, a noise? I've never cried. I've, I've cried at movies and stuff Did you before. Make a noise. Yeah. This is the end of a man's career, and you're just belittling him. <laughs> Ask him how he cried. I want to know. I, did, I, I don't know how people retire and how they feel when they retire. Well, I, mean, I did. I did. I cried. Hundred percent. Noisy yeah. crying or wailing crying? Or no, just... I tried. You try and hold it in, but I would. I bawled. Yeah, of course I did. Amongst people. See, this I had to hug my missus, and she's like, you know, she's hugging me. You know, I was when so I, my last game was against Wasps for Newcastle, and I came on for a monumentous six minutes. I think it was a bit like Jim, to be fair. Apart from we, <laughs> we lost. I, I went for a chip and no chase, which was, and we're double European champions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. And anyway, so yeah, you get to the end of the game, and all the Wasp boys that I played with for a couple of years hugging me. Die Young comes on the pitch, gives me a big hug, and that's when emotion kicks. When you know it's done, that's when your emotion kicks in because. As rugby players, you try and block it out, don't you? you? You think, oh, I'm a big man, I can take it. And you try and put it to bed. It's like John Terry. Uh, uh, funnily enough, would you believe the day John Terry leaves Sarah, uh, leaves Chelsea was the day after Jim Hamilton f- finally <laughs> retires? And they're, they're, Serendipity. There we go. There we go. But yeah, it was. I was... Any, any wife's teammates or not so much? No, nothing. It was, it was completely solace so, on my own. 
so you cried and then you got in the taxi, you headed down to the, the field. Head down to the field and it was yeah, quite a changing room. The, the extra boys were still on the pitch. And again, I don't want to go too much into the game because I'm sure Goody and we can camel back off the back of that. Um, but yeah, it's been a surreal few days. Uh, joking aside, it feels a little bit strange. I don't, but, think, I don't think it's over, Jim. You don't? Why? I don't know. I thought it was over. When I left Irish as well, I just had not so much done. And then you just, something happens. I reckon you've got a couple of games in you. Maybe it's Barbarians, maybe it's Lions, maybe it's you know, someone desperate next year for a big, hard second row. I've, I've had and you're the only opportunities, one to, I've had opportunities to go and play next year. I'd, I'd play for the Lions if there was an opportunity there in New Zealand. R- rugby there. Lions, you mean? Rugby Lions? Yeah, Rugby Lions. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring me boots, mate. Rugby Lions will do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been a surreal few days. And here I am, a civilian. Goody, you could be onto something because you know he's he's retiring at the end of the se- end of a long season. Yeah. The body's been beaten up a little bit. Yeah. He's lost a bit of weight. He's feeling a little bit over it. If Give he, him the summer, he might be starting to feel like, oh, oh, I miss it a bit. Well, here's the thing. Jim said he's actually lost eight eight kilos in three weeks. Eight kilos in three weeks. And he said he's been ill. My God, give me that illness. That is what I need. Just give us a kiss or something, Jim. Come on. You'll be down to 130. <laughs> Just smooch me. <laughs> Jeez, I will do. I need to, uh, need to lose a bit. You were going for Exeter over the weekend. Happy? Oh, of course. Hate Saracens. Hate Saracens loves wasps. Mate, I don't hate Saracens. I wanted Exeter to win. I'm not going to deny that. I wanted Exeter to win. Jim, Re- Jim, just quickly, like you know, you're hearing that from your mate. It's potentially the last time you ever play. I, I said, on you the say field. mate, work associate, associates. You, you hear that? And how, how does that make you feel? I get it. Is the serious answer, Mr. Andy Rowe, because Exeter have been on this journey that I think for any neutral that have watched them or watched rugby. They are batting way above, it's like Goody, batting way above the weight. <laughs> There's a lot of weight there. <laughs> exactly, that's what <laughs> I mean. How far is he batting? Do you know what I mean? So the fact... Jim's met Carolyn. <laughs> yeah. I'm winning. Yeah, I was going to say something, I'm not going to say She's a very beautiful lady. <laughs> Thank it you. was going to be complimentary, I just didn't know oh, how to, to phrase it. <laughs> Whoppers. Um, but yeah, so bat, they're batting way above what they should be in terms of, you look at the two team sheets, not detrimental to them, they look at their crowd, you look at the fact, look at their coaches... Mm. Brilliant, brilliant team. Whatever um, that, whatever goes on down there, the DNA of that club, those coaches, the sum of the parts in terms of the players, they get every last drop of ability out of them and have improved them no end. And, you know, ultimately, do you know the only reason I was wanting Exeter to win, and this is the truth, is purely off the back of, and this will roll, Jim. Saracens the, won the big one. Is that what you're going to say? We won the big cup? No. Oh. You had a chance to finish first or second in the league by beating Wasps. At uh, at the Rico, and um, we said this a couple of weeks ago on the pod. You put the shags out. You, right, you arrested Farrell, Billy, all these boys, which I get in terms of winning the European Cup, but also the way the league set up: first and second get home advantage. First and second over twenty-two games. You've been the without stating the, the obvious. You've been the best two teams. You deserve to fight it out in the final. And that's the only reason. And I think Saracens now do they regret? They probably they probably say they don't, but do they regret not picking their first team? against Wasps and Wasps at the time were fairly vulnerable I think at, at the Rico because they hadn't been playing that well recently they got a lot of confidence from putting 30 odd on Saracens and then win the semi and they could go and win it but Saracens could have had a if they'd have picked their home team and I, you know Jim's looking at me like he's going to fucking kill me so I'm scared um, if they'd have picked their top team and won they wouldn't have lost a semi-final at Allianz Park but they had a final, for they, free. they had to worry about the final. Yeah, that, yeah, no, that, I get that. Yeah, that, that, that's the issue with rugby. Yeah, now and with you know the, the English Premiership 
and the Champions Cup. There's too many games. How can you expect a team? You've got to think the backbone of our team or a lot of our key players have played for England in the Six Nations. They've got to go off on a Lions tour. Yeah. Maybe we can it's chat brutal. about this after. Yeah, brutal, I think yeah. it's laughable. I think it's the, 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 the Kiwis would look at, you know, if, you, if they were looking at the Lions tour, they look at the best players and they're getting to put through the ringer week in, week out for a long season. I don't know how you guys are expecting well, to go uh, down and, do and, and be at your best. In, in New Zealand, no. it's impossible. And what, what it boils down to, and we'll get onto this, this is actually a segment later on as well, just mm. to let you know. So we preempted it. But it all boils back, or, or boils down to going back year on year on year to when the game went professional and the RFU had the opportunity to take control of professional rugby. What did New Zealand Rugby Union do? They run the show there. The South Africans, the same. ARU in charge. England Rugby Union, the RFU said, we're all right. Clubs, you look after yourselves. And then it's all, since then, it's always been a fight to try and get players rested and, and get control back to be under the England umbrella. But realistically, the reality of it is, the clubs, the players are their assets. So if they don't play for the clubs, the club game's not strong. Mm. So, you know, that's why there's various arguments going on, and we'll get to one later. But, um, you know, the Kiwis, it's run by the New Zealand Rugby Union, and they dictate who plays where, and they, they actually dictate how all the provinces play, crescendoing, working towards... How the All Blacks play in England, we don't do that because the clubs—they're all individual entities. They're strong, and the clubs have got all the strength in terms of they own the players. Well, it's it's an interesting topic, and we will come back to it when we we speak more about the Lions. And uh, but before we do that, we'll we'll continue on about the uh, the big announcement of uh, Jim Hamilton leaving and uh, a few things that he touched on in the last part about his stats. Yes, uh, we've run a few. Uh, Investigations yes. into Jim legit? Hamilton's Are these uh, legit? Legit. Ham- Jim legit Hamilton's stats yeah. uh, playing for Saracens. Hell of a record, Goody. Hell, Hell of a record. Really? Hell of a record. Oh, do you know it, Goody? Yeah, I've, mate, I've got Hell your stats a... right here. Right. But I, what I want to know, just before we go through the stats, what you think the stats are. Didn't, what, was it, what did you quote last week about? I've okay. played a lot of games in three years, so yeah. I think I've played 72 games. Yeah. I you reckon said I've... you only lost three or four or something. Did you? No, I reckon I've lost about six of them. What? Seven. Okay. Okay, are you ready? I coined the phrase at the weekend, no Jim, no win. <laughs> right, that's what we've been talking about, Jim. Premiership final last year, turnover, wins the game. Comes guilty, on guilty. comes on in the Champions Cup final this year and last year. Doesn't matter how long has gone, doesn't matter how long's left. Without that finisher, Jim Hamilton, they don't win those games. Guilty. Therefore, no Jim, no win. Until you read the stats. <laughs> <laughs> Genuine? Uh, yes. Yeah. So, right. Saturday. Let's go back to Saturday, the semi-final. You're looking no- nervous, Jim. You're right. Here's a stat. Saturday yeah. was the first game that Jim hasn't started for Saracens that they've lost in two years. So, without you starting, Saracens have won 28 games on the spin. Well, that's a good stat. Yeah, you don't start, Saracens win. That's the stat. Oh, I thought you said if I start. <laughs> no, okay. No. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Saracens, when you don't start, until Saturday, yeah. Saracens have won 28 games on the spin. Great week's training. <laughs> okay. So you're you're saying that you prepare the team so well Monday to Friday that they can win on a Saturday. Let's go to the stats of me playing. That's okay. it. That's all that matters. Who cares when I'm not? So with Jim starting for Saracens, Jim has started 48 games. Okay. Hell of a record. Good hell innings. Hell of a run. Saracens have won 31 of those 48 games. Oh, jeez, I thought it was more. <laughs> Saracens have drawn three and lost 14. 14? Yes. 14. Yeah, we shouldn't have lost them games. Yeah. <laughs> right? I might have been ill. Without Jim starting in the same time 
of those 48 starts with you starting. So without Jim starting, Saracens have played 49 games. Okay. When Jim you've not started. Sta- when oh, you've but, not started. But I could have been on the bench like the extra where I came in and won it. Yeah. 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 This is just Premiership and Champions Cup. Okay. We don't care about the Mickey Mouse Anglo Welsh. No, no one cares. Cup. <laughs> so Saracens without Jim starting. So Itoji and Cruz, basically. Yeah. Someone else playing instead of Jim. Yeah. Skelton. Yeah. Could I be on the bench? This is just without you starting. Okay. Because you've called yourself the 80 minute man, haven't you? Nick Mullins called me that, yeah, yeah. friend of the show. So without you starting, Jim, Saracens have played 49, won 42, <laughs> drawn one and lost six, which makes, and I'm pretty good at maths now because of my mum, the maths teacher, and yeah. you should, you're a lot better than you would have been had you have not been taught by my mum. Tell me, what do you think your win percentage is for Saracens when you start? Off the back of you telling me that. Well, yeah, you can't remember the numbers anyway. So just I can't remember the numbers. 65%. Bang on. Jim's Jim's win percentage when he starts is 65%. Miss Good, you're a saint. <laughs> and when Jim doesn't start, what's uh, Saracen's win percentage? 91. 86%. So basically... Oh, it's not that good. It is. It's 20, 21% differential. Well, I played so during the hard, the, Saracen's the hard coaches, games. Saracen's coaches mm. saw these stats and just never picked you to start. So there we go. So you thought you lost six games in your whole career at Saris. I'm glad it's over. It's a lot. It's I'm a glad lot. So, but you've not but talked about the games that I've come on and won. Hell of an innings. Hell of an innings. Double double Champions Cup champion. Played for a total time of three minutes. There we go. But mate, twenty-two finals. Tell that to the photos, right? You and John Terry. <laughs> I don't care. Boom. Man. I'm at the front, mate. <laughs> I'm at the front. Serious Chris is here. Hello, Serious Chris. Hey, Andy. And you are keeping an eye on the social media. Have we got any questions that have come in for the lads? There are a couple coming in. There's obviously very lines related, but just a, a bit of a fun one first. If you guys were to make a little comeback, Jim at 10 and Andy at lock, who's, who's going to do a better job? Oh, that's, that's me, easy. without a doubt. That's easy, that's me. How? Mate, you've got hands, you like, you... Mate, you've got hands like cow's tits, son. Mate, you can't maul to the cow sheds. Mate, you've seen it. the weight on me. I could, well, very I, true. I've, I've packed down. Have you played? Have you stood at 10 internationally? I could stand at 10 and not make a tackle all game just and, like me. and kick the ball into the crowd. Mate, I've like seen you, you kick, do. mate. Dodgy left foot. Doesn't matter. <laughs> mate, if I'm not making a tackle or running all game, I could blast it. Oh, mate, blast I reckon it I could there. do a shift at second row. With the weight I've got now, that scrum's not moving, is, is it? Are you telling me you can jump? You wouldn't even jump mate, over. you get lifted these days. Mate, you couldn't even jump over could, no, a piece of paper. I'd be brutal. To be fair, I couldn't even jump over a piece of paper. I'd be brutal in, in the second row. King prawn, mate. That'd could, be him. You'd be bent <laughs> over like a king prawn. <laughs> Your head would be getting, all your hair would be getting rubbed out. Have a, don't mate, don't touch the lid. Well, there you go. Don't touch the lid. Yours has been rubbed out properly, hasn't it? I've been, I've been in the trenches, by, mate. By Beck. Easy. <laughs> yeah, under the thumb. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, so uh, uh, no, questions, I'd, I'd say Jim. I, I've, you, I did see that little video that you put on Twitter. Yeah. Just a little catch, low pass catch, ball out the back. I dropped a goal as well before Stop the semi final in, in the warm up. Oh, in the warm up. No, no one's seen it. Ask the boys there that they might defend me. On the left-hand side of the pitch, on the 22, I've dropped a goal at the Vivia Stadium in the in the captain's run, straight through the stage. In the captain's run. Yeah. There we go. So, no, we'll go Jim. We'll go. He's a, he's a better all-round baller, isn't I'll tell he? you what, we'll go Jim. I'm saying Jim. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jim it is. Too easy. Uh, so, the next one might lead into our next section. Uh, there's a lot of questions about being involved polar. Um, first one, is he the worst player to get injured out of the squad? And... Along the same lines, does he make the difference between winning and losing? Yes and yes. Goody? Oh, 100%. He's, I'm going to say he is, I said it on Twitter, he's the probably the, the best player in the world right now. Bowden Barrett's pretty good, but in terms of Billy's performances week on week on week, he's up there with Bowden Barrett as the best player in the world right now, I reckon. 
Uh, so it's the it's the biggest loss for us as a as a squad. The biggest loss. Do, do I think it makes a difference between winning and losing? I don't because I think, in my opinion, we'll probably lose two one anyway, even with him. But he's. I think Brian O'Driscoll said it on Twitter as well, didn't he? It's the worst worst injury that we could have. Yeah. As a as, for the British Lions because he's ultimately our best player. And is Haskell the right replacement? No. Oh, is the right replacement? You're not going to get a like for like. That's certainly not yeah. what they've done because Billy was going to be a starter. Haskell's not going to be a starter. So therefore, you're not going to be able to replace like for like. I think John Barkley has been unbelievable for Scotland and for Scarlets. So if you're going solely on form and you want something completely different, I think Haskell is a very similar player to Moriarty. So you're going to like for like with him. I think in Barkley, you get a player that's completely different and a guy that offers leadership and that will probably be happy to play in the midweek team and to offer that offer that to the team. Mm. Whereas Haskell's a great lad, but he is a... I'm not saying he's a difficult character to manage because he's probably not, but he's a very outspoken. You know, there's going to be a load of content that we might see as well. I just think with for me and the Scotland link and the lack of Scots in there, <clears throat> Goody mentioned Greg Laidlaw not deserving maybe the opportunity ahead of, of someone else, which I, I kind of get in, in certain parts of what he's saying. But I think John Barkley, if you watched him for the Scarlets at the weekend mm. in the Ramble, yeah. He was good, but Haskell's a good player. Yeah, well. Haskell, think, Haskell is a good player. And if you pick the Lions squad, and this is the thing that people say, you pick the Lions squad pre-Haskell's foot injury, so you go back a year, he dominated in Australia, dominated in the Six Nations. He's obviously got a fair bit of history with Warren Gatlin in terms of the, the old Wasp days, and he's a quality player, Haskell. But when you look at like for like, there's no like for like for Billy Vinopolo because he's unbelievable at what he does. Someone tried to say to me on Twitter uh, that Falatao is better than Billy, Billy Vinopolo. They're related. Um, they're both damn good players, but Billy's a different league to Falatao. And Falatao's bloody good. Falatao's um, been injured as well. He's and not... he has. And he, and he will be. He's coming to some decent form, but you know, Haskell will do a job. He's very different to Billy. He's, his ball carrying's not as good. Defensively, he, he works ridiculously hard. I see Jim's point. I'm chuffed for Haskell because he's a, he's a good bloke. He's a good lad. And he's, he's, not good, been he's a good tour. mate. He's not been on a tour either. He's not been on a Lions tour yet. Um, and he'll add value, if it's done the right way, he'll add decent value to a, to a touring squad. And he's played in New Zealand, so Warren Gatlin's been big on that whole culture of uh, trying to let the guys know what to expect when you go and play in New Zealand. And he's he's played for the Highlanders, so he kind of understands the, the culture and, and what to expect. Yeah, I mean, I sat there the other day and thought, yesterday and thought, right, they picked Haskell, what were the other options? And, and Barkley was the only one that I could honestly say sprung to mind. Who I, Who else could you, or would you pick if it wasn't? Yeah, I don't think there's many. I think the yeah, back rows look at Nathan one, Hughes, but I don't think he's played that well recently. But he's more of a like for like, isn't he? Yeah, he is more of a like for like for Billy. But he's played well. He played well at the weekend, but he's gone missing in a couple of big games as well. Waldron. Yeah, he's off the radar. Though. He's only just got back from fitness. Could you yeah. take Launchbury and put Marrow in back row? No, I don't, no, I don't think Marrow's ball carrying's anywhere near back row level. Brilliant player, Marrow, but ball carry, he's not an explosive ball carrier for me at the minute. It makes handing off people with three fingers, mate. But I don't get what you mean. Yeah, do you know what In I mean? terms of the back, he's a tight five carrier. Yeah, he is. He's a decent he's second row carrier. I don't mean that in any disrespect to second rows. But in terms of a huge, big... You look at look at the way Billy knocks people over, Falatel does. You look at Stander. I just don't see... I don't see Marrow. When was the last time he made a big busting ball carry that everyone goes, wow. Makes a lot of tackles, does a lot of damage he's, around he's the rocks. He's good in traffic. Like He sits yeah. balls down, he gets you over the game, he's physical, but I, I understand yeah. what you're saying again. There we go. Haskell's yeah. on tour. David Stewart tweeted, uh, where do melted wheelie bins go on holiday after a great season? I'm getting sick of this melted wheelie bin, Bant. 
It's even worse. Now. No, I'm meant to be a brand. I'm meant to be an athlete. I'm a player athlete, and I'm getting nailed a wheelie bin. <laughs> they love um, it, don't they? The masses love it. Where are you going on holiday? Where am I going? You going? You going away? Um, in August, I'm going to go oh, travelling. Right, no. I'm going to go travelling with the kids. Oh, Freddie Burns is on the phone. Thank you very much for joining us, Freddie. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, yes, good, Freddie boy. Lads, all right. All right, lads. All right, Fred. Good, mate. I'm good, Jim. How are you? Mate, I'm good, mate. Not as good as you. I'm looking forward to seeing the Snapchat videos, mate. When's that? When are you going on holiday? Um, mate, not not for a little bit. Nothing planned yet. I've got to, got to get home, so you'll see some Snapchat videos in a new place, probably. Mate, I'm looking forward <laughs> to that. Um, I just wanted to ask Freddie quickly so we can get the rugby part out of the way. Uh, how was the weekend? How, how did you feel emotionally? Um, mate, I, to be fair, it was pretty gutting, to be honest. I think, um, you know, not many people gave us too much of a shot um, to go and get the win and... You know, to, to lose in the way we did was, was gutting and obviously everything around the club this year with the things that have gone on with, with certain people getting sacked and kind of being a rotating door of coaches um, along with, you know, the, the Tom Young's um, story and, and obviously desperately sad news about his family. It was, it was yeah, it was, it was gutting after the game. We couldn't just do it for, for him. So I was a bit emotional, mate, um, but, you know, a little bit of a cry and I got it out of me and I was alright so obviously Freddie we're good mates and we text a fair bit and chat every now and again I've been telling you mate your form's been phenomenal since and I've, I've put it all over BT Sport and Twitter and all that your form since the move's taken place and I've been a big advocate of your game and stuff it's gone through the roof you've had an unbelievable finish of the season has anyone like Simon Cohen at Leicester come and told you that they made the wrong decision or said actually well done you've been a superstar um, no I think uh you know the club. The club made their decision, mate. And they stuck by it. You know, uh, which is which is fair enough. I didn't expect anything less. But you know, I've, I've had a few mentions from some of the boys, and Jordy Murphy had some nice words to say after the game at the weekend. And like I said, for me, I just wanted to try and not clock off and, and finish on a high and, and prove a point. And I actually feel I've been in all right form for the last sort of twelve, eighteen months. I think just because of the whole uh, incident with me leaving, it's kind of uh, heightened the awareness to, to my performances. And I think. Um, yeah, I've just been happy just to try and finish on a high and you know, I'll go out with my head held high. Uh, Fred, can you tell us how... Mate, you don't have to if you don't want to, but can you tell us how it all came about that you, you were leaving, you were moving, you were being traded? Yeah, I'm, I'm obviously not too sure what I can and can't say, but for, for me, I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty honest. So I, I heard, I heard rumours for, for quite a while about the club going after after George, which is fair enough. You know, Tigers is a big club. You know, Fordy's a big player. He's a, he's a quality player as well. And you know, it's me, I, I just wanted to be, you know competing on a on an even playing field really so uh, I had some rumours and you know I, I did ask the, um, the board and the coaches a number of times throughout the season what was happening and it was all sort of kept quite quite low key and sort of given quite generic answers and then in, in February I got a call from the agent saying that uh, the club are going to sign 40 and uh, if I want to there's a, a swap deal for me to go go to Bath and at which point I just felt I felt like the club had gone so far uh, getting 40 without you know even discussing it with me that the knives were already in the back in a way so for me I, I met with Todd Black I had a pretty sharpish and you know, I've been a massive fan of him and how he's come across on, on the TV when I've seen the brief interviews and after talking to him you know I see the the way Bath are going in the back line they've got and the style of rugby they want to play is, is the perfect fit for me you know I'm coming into my prime you know, they, they sort of have a free reign to, to play some attacking rugby so it just seemed like the perfect fit and obviously it's going home as well so as much as there was a lot of bitterness and disappointment about about the way things got handled, you know, I'm, I couldn't be happy to be going to Bath. That's awesome, Fred. Well done, buddy. Mate, it's good. I know. Obviously, we've 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 had a few chats over the years, Fred. Um, 
a question completely out of the blue now. What's your favourite sort of brand of bread? Uh, if you, you walk into the supermarket, what's the what's the what's the brand of bread that you go for? Warburton's. Oh, I don't know. Hang on, I, hang on. I've got some. Hang on, I've got some bread here. What bread have I got here? I've got. I've got a Jackson here. A Jackson. Oh no, I thought it might be Warburton. That doesn't ring a bell. That surname, no. No. Should it? <laughs> Where are you going with oh, us, Goody? Yeah, Goody, what's this? Oh, oh just... hang on. Oh, it's dropped, mate. I've got it. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I've got it. Uh, Freddie, only you and I know that, so let's keep that quiet. No, uh, Freddie, can uh, you explain, mate? What's Warburton's? Oh. We're all here, like, what's what's that about? Um, just love a good Warburton's loaf, mate. Um, <laughs> a sorry, sandwich? Do you, know the best thing about, sorry, do you know the best Warburton's thing is, though? They like the best of both, mate. So it's happy days. <laughs> Mate, they do. They're like the young and the old, do they? Or? A belly and a non-belly. <laughs> young have you ever, and the old, you know what I mean? Have you, have you ever shared a Warburton's with Goody? Um, may have. Not at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I get what yeah, I'm saying. No, we, we never, we've never shared the same bread sandwich. That's it. That's it. We've, we've done well together. Fred. We've, we've had a lot of beers together, Freddie and I, yeah, back, in the probably, Chal- back in the Cheltenham days. Yeah, you probably more than me. Uh, come on, mate. I couldn't really keep up, mate. Okay, last question then. And we'll let you get back to your packing and do whatever else you do as a single bloke on a on a Monday night. Tell me, was there an absolute tear up on Saturday night after the game? Please tell me there was. There was a good. There was no. There was a good tear up yesterday, mate. We had a good session yesterday. Super Sunday. Um, yeah, we had a super Sunday. For, uh, Saturday, Saturday night was a weird one, mate. Um, because I, obviously I got knocked out in the game, so I was I was all over the shop, mate. And as much as I like a few beers, I got home and I had to take a had to take a little bit of a chill out. Busy um, rascal. So yeah, so I decided to uh, decide to rest up Saturday and go on Sunday. So we met in Leicester yesterday, Double Denham. Yes, um, yes. Where'd you go? We just went. There's just a bar. There's a, I say a bar. There's a pub called the Cow and Plow, mate. You know, pretty low key. Uh, obviously, when we get a bit messy, there's a lot of boys that. Is that Kibworth? No, that is near Stoughton. Stoughton. Oh, Stoughton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was right, mate. Just got on the uh, got on the Coronas, mate. As I know you enjoy. Um, <laughs> And yeah, double denim, mate. I actually also bought myself a pair of twenty-pound Umbro trainers, so I was sort of channeling Jean-Claude Van Damme with a little bit of uh, Forrest Gump, mate. Nice, lovely touch. Nice, uh, Fred. And um, for all the listeners out there, because I do enjoy the Snapchats, what is your Snapchat handle so any of our fans can follow you? It's just Freddie Burns, mate. That's, That's it, right. mate. It's, it's all easy. So you need the big dog. Do I have to accept people to follow me on Snapchat? No, they can just follow you. Have you ever just been seen something a little bit weird from Jim? Jesus Christ, oh, I've got to go carefully. No, you, know, you can tell us whatever you like. Mate, we can open up on there, mate. All, right, all I just snapped at is JP, mate. JP Peterson on the on the smash is the funniest guy I've ever met. <laughs> He's a good boy. JP Peterson. Thank you very, very much for yeah. joining us, Freddie. Absolute pleasure, mate. Pleasure. Cheers, Freddie. Pleasure. Well done, buddy. He's a ledge. I'll, I'll catch you soon. Jim, congrats on a good career as well, boy. Thanks, buddy. Cheers, well, mate. mate. See you soon. Cheers, Goody. Cheers, mate. He's proper good lad, Freddie. Isn't oh, he? isn't he a great dude? How, actually, he says he, he has been playing well for... 18 months, but his performances have gone through the roof in the last six mm. months. And I'm, I'm surprised Eddie Jones has picked Piers Francis to go on the England tour. I'm absolutely shocked. Yeah. What a numpty. I've said it, I can say it now. Hey, Eddie, or... Eddie, Eddie, are you okay? Are you okay, Eddie? <laughs> the thing is with Freddie, I know you'll jump in and say this, so I played at Gloucester with Freddie. I know it was a, a big move for him. He wasn't mm. comfortable leaving Gloucester. No. He went to Leicester because he wanted out to be successful. Yeah. Out of his comfort zone. He was a superstar at Gloucester, mm. an absolute superstar. And I remember him speaking to, he spoke to me. He even rang Johnny Wilkinson for some advice. Leicester seemed like the best move. Of course mm. it did. Mm. One of the biggest clubs in, in, in the world. Mm. You know, effectively, I mean, he mentioned it there. They've had a turnover. They're on their third coach now. 
he's been the 10 in and out intermittently with Owen Williams, uh, effectively playing with an A-League, a second string backline. Mm. Do you know what I mean? they've all been injured, yeah. Because they've all been injured, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. And then he gets traded. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. He's played unbelievably well. And you, t- you talk about you talk about those three coaches, three head coaches. It brings me on to that, that semi-final. And we haven't talked about your semi yet. We'll get to that. But you talk about that semi-final. I tell you where Leicester, for me, um, where Leicester lost that game is on 65 minutes. And they took Dan Cole off. And you have three different head coaches. And a lot of head coaches just think they understand each player. Dan Cole is the best scrummaging tight head probably in the world right now. He's dominating the Wasp scrum. They're getting penalty after penalty from every scrum. They take Dan Cole off, and people are like, oh, he was tired, he was this. He ran off. You watch him, you watch the game, he jogs off the field. He's an international, he's not. he's a British line, he's not yeah. tired after 65 no. minutes. He jogs off the field, and they bring on Fraser Balmain. Fraser Balmain, decent player. But it's like, you know, you've got the best tight head prop in the world, scrummaging-wise, winning penalty after penalty after penalty. Take him off, what happens? The scrum flips... Saracens, uh, sorry, Wasps get a couple of penalties. They end up, you know, turning Leicester's scrum over, kicks the corner, ends up eventually being a try. So that massive, you know, you, you talk about the three different coaches. I think Matt O'Connor got it completely wrong by taking Dan Cole and Ellis Gendroff as well, actually. And, to, and Tom Youngs. Tom Youngs was having a storm. I agree. I don't know what it is now. See, you don't I have get... to make substitutions. You don't. No, you don't. If a player's injured, take him off. In a semi-final, when it's all on the line, it's such a tight game. You do not have to make those substitutions. But isn't the expectation that you make those substitutions and your team lifts? Expectation, but if ultimately, look at Jim's stats. If you <laughs> if you're bringing a worse player on and you're taking a better player off, no, I'm joking, Jim. But you're you know, not. I'm not. It's a fact. You you pick your starting team because they're the best 15 players of generally, course. right? And you have seven players on the bench that are decent players, but not quite good enough to get in the starting team or decent impact players. You don't take Ellis Genge. Tom Youngs and Dan Cole off when they're dominating at scrum time. Because ultimately, that, that that was winning Leicester the odd penalty to allow them to relieve pressure, to clear from their 22. And you go, there was a scrum, Dan Cole goes off, penalty to Wasps, kicks the corner, they lose the line out. Then Jimmy Gopeth, I mean, how good was he? Did you see Did you see the turnover that got the Wasps the ball back? No, you didn't. You're I, I didn't watch Push it, mate. How did you not watch the semi-final? I should have. You live in England. I you didn't... do a podcast about English rugby. I don't care for it. How dare you swear? Such a Kiwi. Such a he Kiwi. was good though. I watched it. It was unbelievable. Deservedly got the uh, Aviva Premiership Player of the Year last last week at the big do in uh, in London. Brilliant bloke, top player, and he's he's the glue that has held Was together and performed exceptionally well this year. Oh, here he is. One question before we move on. Yes. Who were you supporting, Goody? When Leicester or Wasps? Oh, mate, I, well, you we know, know you're following Exeter. I couldn't watch it. I was driving from. This is my yeah, Saturday. I, I'm not, I'm I was down in Exeter no, working for I couldn't TV. watch it. Didn't know how to choose. Driving from Exeter up to Stratford. I was speaking at a dinner. Shottery Rugby Club. Of course Club. you were. Big shout out to Shottery Rugby. More money, Club. more problems. Yes. Yeah. Got to pay school fees, dinner, mate. With your mouth full. Got to pay. Yeah. Who are you? Who are you? I was driving from Exeter to Stratford on Saturday night. I couldn't watch the game. Okay, hell of a distance. When I found out the result, I was like, well, you know, Wasps finished first, so perhaps they deserve it. End of story. Anyway, should we move on? Turncoat. (laughs) Go on. (laughs) Rumour mill. Tell us about what's going on. We still haven't talked about Saracens Exeter. Can we we get to that? Yeah, Yeah. we can. Okay, Exeter versus uh, Saracens. Hell of a game. Hell of a finish. What a battle that was. There wasn't much sparkling rugby, but physically, I was stood on the side of the pitch. That looked absolutely brutal. I thought extra were immense. They were. I mean, w- the thing is with Exeter, the biggest worry was the amount of rugby that they actually play ball in hand. Mm. 
but it was their physicality that won them the game. Yeah. Well, obviously, it's a Slade's kick, which I'm sure... We what a set of bollocks that is. Mate, he's fluke. He hasn't, mate. He's just gone, I'm just going to go for it. And you either look... Uh, we'll get to it in a second, but you talk about hero or absolute zero. Yeah. That's it right there. Well, he's been pony all year. If you, yeah, well, yeah, he, even <laughs> yes. The best thing about the it, all the, all the extra boys were tweeting after the game. I love it on Twitter. I love Twitter for this reason. About time Henry Slade did something this season. Yeah. <laughs> that kick. But what a fucking kick. That was unbelievable. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And also, to be fair... Jeff Parlin, who I thought was brilliant in the game as yeah, well. Yeah, he, he did play really what well. What a ballsy call. He's called the line out right on top of George Cruz. Yeah. So notorious, I could talk about it now because I'm why retired. Did, why did he compete there? Knowing well, the drive's coming. Doesn't normally. What so, happens? Talk to me. Second so row, so notoriously, you, you push teams to the front of the line out. It's a lot easier to defend. So you use a touch line as your defender. So you mark up, you double pod up. Like England, England Wales, World Cup. Of course. Right. There you I'm go. Learning. Yeah. So, so you, you defend the middle and the back. Give them the front, you blast them. So notoriously in the past against Exeter, we've given the front, we've smashed them. A lot of Exeter's plays come off the back of their line-outs. They do stuff where they get Waldron into the hinge and then they hit the 12. The belly on Waldron as well. Exactly, mate. Man from your own heart. But to be fair to Jeff Parley, he's thrown right on top of where Saracens or where teams compete. So at the weekend, the last line-out, you talk about a ballsy kick, he's thrown the line-out right on top of George Cruz. For some unknown reason, Cruz has jumped, half-jumped, gone forward, and that's it. You've got eight, nine, ten players. They brought some backs in, running over three of ours, and they obviously scored in the end. But so your your motto is the same as mine: no Jim, no win. You bring Jim Hamilton on for that last ninety seconds. It doesn't happen for George <laughs> Cruz. That that try does not get scored. It bottom bottom no, line, I've never had more tries scored against me. One of it actually, London Irish believe it a lot. Bottom this line, year. that was it. But you. you're talking about big moments in the game. You Did talk you about a big kick that everyone sees. The intricacies, you know. We worked all week on on not compete uh, on, on either staying down there, pushing them to the front. Okay, so so people obviously know that it's not the right thing to do. How do people react after the game when then that's happened? How did, how did you guys in the changing rooms react? Did you say anything to Cruz? Well, I, I, I saw him and he, he was he was devastated. It's a split moment. You can see what he's done. Cowan Dickey notoriously underthrows balls. It's a it's a rock and roll moment. He jumps in the air, steals the ball. He's the winner. We're the winners. We were into the final, and he. He half jumps, misses the ball by four inches, and that's it. Doesn't need me to say, you know, it's a collective effort. It, that isn't the reason we lost the game. You know, got beat up for the majority of it. Uh, fine fair. margins, mate. You, you score that try. Ellery scores that try in the corner, and there's an argument that I think that, Henry Slade could have been Simbin or the same in the bin for the. He's tip tackle, but then but, the horizontal. But, or yeah, but does Ellery jump over him in trying to score? So it's little arguments everywhere. Leicester fans could argue that Freddie Burns was knocked out, so Matt Carley should have blown up before that yeah. try. Can I, small, small margins. Small, you're talking small margins, and I hope we keep this on the podcast because... It's not going out to thousands of I people. I thought mate. Wayne Barnes had a shocker wow. at the scrum time. Wow. I actually thought it, it was abysmal. Was it? It, it, it? It's shocking. So I've obviously watched the game back. Yeah, that's not staying on the podcast, right? It is. Jim Hamilton says... Jim Hamilton says Wayne Barnes had a shocker at scrum time. Wouldn't be bothered. the first shocker he's had. Oh, yeah. Shut up, Kiwi. So, so for, you know, for me, he penalises Saracen's own ball five minutes into the game, five metres out from Exeter's line yeah. for Mako uh, infringing, going in or whatever. Ridiculous I remember that decision. scrum, actually, because Mako, they both went down. Well, he they, went he down did Mako for hinging, didn't he? Yeah, I have no idea what he did him for, yeah. but it's a ridiculous decision. I don't know about scrums. So there bend, we go. Anyway, just I, bend I, over and push, boys. Yeah, that, that's not sour grapes. Better team one on the Extra day. The Exeter. And I, I hope Exeter go on and win it. Who do you want to win it? Oh, what's to him? Oh, oh, of course. Oh yeah, the boss finished top of the league, mate. You want the team that finished oh, top to win the league? Of course you do. Yeah. Look how, right. angry yeah. <laughs> Look how angry he is. Look how angry he is. He's a Leicester till he dies. Where do they play? 
Born and bred in Cough. There you go. So you're a Wasp play. So you're a Wasp fan. I'm they, a Wasps fan, Leicester fan, Worcester when they're in the you know when Worcester play. The Irish, not so much. Newcastle, love the tune. Had some great nights I out bet, in Newcastle. I bet you did. Belly House, hanging out everywhere. House of Smith, mate. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> so there's been rumours all year that Jim Hamilton was uh, going to join London Irish. Uh, that never happened. But other rumours floating around at the moment. You guys, uh, you guys got anything else? Well, there's to... not. There's not many. Is, uh, the minute. And all the all the best players have been taken up. You retired. Mate, Nakawara's not a bad player, though, is he? Nakawara, mate. He's unbelievable. Well, he's... We, knew, well we knew he weren't happy at Racing. Yeah, he's Metro. trying to leave Racing. And the only way Pickamall, the whole rumour mill goes round, the only way Pickamall, I reckon, will be allowed to leave Northampton and go back to Montpellier, which Montpellier have already announced he signed a pre-contract, is A, a boatload of cash in terms of a transfer fee. Apparently they've turned down a million quid. Yeah. They said no to a million quid just to get Pickamalls off the books. Madness, take the million. Because you, ultimately, if you try and keep a player there that's not going to be putting it in... I don't want to be here. I'm not happy. <laughs> I want to live in the south of France, I not Northamptons. I want to go home. Mantino. And then you can sign someone like Nakarawa, who is offload central, unbelievable. Take the mill, boys. Nakarawa to Northampton. Nakarawa. Ryan Lamb from Worcester yes. to La Rochelle. That is an unbelievable upgrade. And people are like, oh, La Rochelle... They finished top of the top 14. Yeah. They're in the top 14 semi-finals. That's unbelievable because uh, I'm trying to think of the 10 that's leaving. Would you say, was it, it was Brock James, is it? Larry Brock James there. There's another one. Jaden. Oh, no. What's his name? Oh, make it up. Jaden. Yeah. No, no, it's not. What's would you say, is it, would you say Goody? Yeah, mate. Would you say you're a better tackle, tackler than Ryan Lamb? I, I can, mate, look at the size of me. Look at the size of him. No chance. I, I reckon I can tackle him once. Tackle him once. The fair play, it's a hell of a deal for him. To go out there, he's, he's, had, he's hardly played any rugby for the last eighteen months. To get out, to get to go and live in La Rochelle, happy days. James Mitchell from Sale to Connor. Who? 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 <laughs> <laughs> Who? Yeah, Big rumor exactly. floating around out There's there. Still that Man. rumor going around about uh, Saeeli, Munster centre. I think he got Man of the Match for Munster yeah, in the semi final. Yeah. Ripped it up. Him going to Quinns. Yeah. Still floating around. Is Jamie Roberts going back to to Wales? And is Saeeli coming in and replacing him? We're going to go to social media. Serious Chris, very shortly. If you've got any amazing questions, get them in on uh, Facebook Live or or tweet us. But before then, uh, we're going to go to the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah, loads of good. First of all, we talked about Tom Young's earlier. Just when he did get substituted off, when he did come off, the fans' reaction uh, from both sets of fans, obviously the the Leicester fans, he got a huge standing ovation. That's what rugby's about. That's amazing to see. Racing 92, they were nowhere at Christmas time. They've gone away to Montpellier in the in the barrage, effectively the quarterfinal, beating Montpellier away. They're in the semis. That was decent. Not many French teams win away. The Crusaders, just for the Kiwi, 12 on the spin now. Mm. And do you know what I loved about the whole game? They played the Chiefs. They took it to... We had Dan Leo on last week, didn't we? Took the, took the Super Rugby game over to, to Fiji, played the game in Suva. 20-odd thousand people there. I thought that was absolutely brilliant to try and spread the word and all that malarkey. Um, you know, Dan Leo was talking about trying to get a Super Rugby team actually in the Pacific Islanders. So that was great. Crusaders 12 and 12. 12. Anyone see Joe Rockathoko's offload? Joe Rockago slow. Round Joe Rockagoo, unbelievable offload. Yeah. He's one of the best players ever to yeah. play the game. Filthiest offload I've ever seen. If there was a filthy 15 offloads, he's captain, he's coach, he's every position. It was unbelievable. That was pretty good. We'll mention the Scots then, Jim. Go on. Oh, good. Again, back the to Scotland's back. Scotland's back to back at, at mm. uh, Twickenham. Winning the sevens. Beat, beat the England 12-7 in the final. Beat the Kiwis. Who everyone can beat these days. Yeah, the seven. they were poor. They got done yeah. by 40 by Australia. Well, What's going on there? 
They just don't. Tight, it, Titchens or Titchens? Titchens has left. Titchens gone. You've gone down yeah. the pan, boys. Yeah, but they went down. The, they're going down the pan as soon as it became an Olympic sport. It's like big gym. No big gym. No win. Simple. Yeah. No wheelie bin. No win. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the Scots, they were pretty good at the uh, the sevens at Twickenham. Beat us in the final. Scarlets, they beat Leinster in the in the Poo Twelve. So Poo Twelve. Pro 12. Sorry. <laughs> the Rumble. <laughs> the the Poo Twelve semi final. Uh, over in Leinster, that's pretty big. Cause everyone, Leinster was shocking. They were bad. They were bad. Sexton didn't have a good game either, did he? No, I thought Leinster were poor. Farrell, British Lions ten, not so much Sexton. But the good this week has to go. Jim is going to hate me. It's got to go to the Chiefs. Chief, Chief, Chief. Just for beating the current European champions, Saracens, and Henry Slade with his massive set of cojones to nudge that kick into the corner. Um, so the good this week goes to Exeter and Henry Slade. Take it. They did well. Not many pe- not many teams will beat Saracens at full strength. They weren't quite at full strength because obviously... Jim was second bit. There's no Jim yeah, on the bench. Bet. So the good this week, Exeter. The bad. Leinster, pretty poor at home. Dismal. Semi-final like that, pretty dismal. Curtly Beal's injury. I think Wasps will struggle in the... Missing it. They'll miss him massively in what the final. Uh, he's, I think he's hammy or something. It looked pretty bad. Not bad as in... You know when your hammy goes, or there's a proper, and you can't literally walk off the field. You're yourself. not playing next week. He's not playing next week. No. This weekend, the final, he he looked like he was struggling. That's pretty bad. Leicester taking Dan Cole off with 15 to go. I think that's the worst decision possible. Um, and my old mate David Flatman agreed with me on the on the ITV highlight show. But the bad this week. There's only one bad thing, one bad bit of news in the rugby world of the British and Irish Lions. Big Billy. Yeah. Devastating. Absolutely devastating. Game over. And then the ugly, there's been a fallout. The only one ugly thing this week, there's been a fallout between the RPA, the Rugby Players Association, and Premiership Rugby. Premiership Rugby want to extend the season until the end of June. The RPA are coming back and saying it's ridiculous. You know, it play, is ridiculous. It is. <laughs> Muppets. Player welfare. So there's going to be, that's going to turn pretty ugly, that argument, because apparently Premier Rugby went to uh, the RPA to their board meeting and presented what they want to do. The RPA have said not so much. And the, the RPA are an integral part of our game in terms of looking after the players and the welfare, et cetera, et cetera. But to have a 10-month season is absolutely bonkers. You have you play all the way up, up until the end of June. There's then two months. You've got a mandatory five weeks off uh, in your contracts for where you can't do pre-season. So mandatory five-week holiday. You've then got about four weeks left till the season starts. Not long enough to prepare a team, prepare players physically, mentally, emotionally for what is their, their saying is a 10-month season now. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Sure. So there's the ugly. Thank you so much for tuning in if you're on Facebook Live and thank you to everyone that's uh, tweeted in their questions for the lads. Uh, We'll be back again next week and make sure you subscribe. Follow us on Twitter. Um, We do appreciate all your your input. Rugby pod. Pod. Pod, pod, pod.